Hello and welcome to Pocket Potential. Our aim here is to help you to maximize your potential by taking small steps in the right direction. Now let's jump into the show. All right, welcome back. I'm your host, Paul Croswell, and I am glad you tuned in today. We're talking about how to say no to good people and good things, right? And the significance of being able to say no to good people and good things. It's easy to say no to bad things and generally bad people, quote unquote. But what do you do when the opportunity looks really good and you feel like, oh man, I, I need to or I have to or you feel pressured to because it's it's good or they're good. Um, so we're going to talk about that. We're going to dive uh, fairly deep into it. But before we do, I want to let you know about my latest release, right? I uh, just recently released my latest mental health guide. I'll include a link to the download page in the description of this episode. I made this because a lot of people that I come across are held back by what I'm going to call minor mental health obstacles. These are issues that are definitely not severe as far as mental health goes, but they're big enough to still impact your day-to-day life and your ability to be 100% you and give 100% of yourself wherever you are. These are things that hinder your focus, they slow down your productivity, and simply keep you from functioning at your highest level, and really no one wants that in their life. So I've compiled a list of the five best ways to boost your mental health quickly, and in in a healthy and easy way. So if you or someone you know could use something like this, just follow the link uh, to the download. It is completely free, so go ahead and make the best use of that. Share it with whoever you'd like. Now let's jump into today's episode. Today, we're like I said, I want to talk to you about how to say no to good people and good things. Uh, and, you know, the reality is that learning to say no is a real challenge for a lot of good people. It, it's, it's a difficult thing uh, for a lot of people to do. And learning to say no to good people and good things, it's even more of a challenge, to be honest, for a lot of folks. But if we're going to walk in the fullness of our purpose, of our calling, of uh, God's desire or design for our lives and our families – then no has to become a regular part of our vocabulary. It's a, a you know kind of a, a protective mechanism, so to speak, to keep you from uh, investing your time in areas that really aren't worth your time. And the first time I really started my journey with this idea of the power, you know, of my no and yes and so on and so forth was in college. I had to read Jim Collins' best-selling book, uh, Good to Great. And in his book, he explores this idea of good is the enemy of great. And I remember that being the very first time that I learned the power or the significance of my yes. In reading the book, he really kind of breaks down this idea of the greatest enemy to excellence or to greatness is mediocrity right? Settling for good enough. And the idea that if my time and energy is completely taken up by every good thing, quote unquote, that comes in my direction, then I would never really have the energy or the capacity or the time for truly great opportunities that may come my way. And so I need to be more intentional with what I do with my yes and my no's, what I give myself too. And it wasn't really until later in life, believe it or not, when I realized that embracing God's plan for my life or walking out my purpose, my calling for in any capacity, 
meant learning to deny other people's plan for me, right? Everyone will almost always have an opinion on your life, your decisions, what they think you should be doing, shouldn't be doing, how you should be doing it. I mean, that's a given if you haven't learned that by now. You have to learn to prioritize your life or step aside while other people prioritize it for you because it will happen. Someone somewhere will choose for you what's important, what's significant, what you should be giving your time and yourself to if you aren't sitting down to decide those things for yourself. So if you're like really the majority of folks who struggle with this and and saying no and you may need a little help saying no, I've really kind of found these three principles that help me to actively filter uh, how I use the power of my no and preserve the significance of my yes. So principle number one is you have to know your inner compass. Know your inner compass. Having a clear vision of where God has called me or what my purpose is, what my calling is, is it really is the easiest way or it's made it really easy for me to see clearly what can derail me from that and what actually catapults me closer to it, what opportunities I give myself to it in every time I say yes or what opportunities I close off myself to every time I say no. And it helps me to have clarity in making that decision. It's really like, I don't know if you uh, know Nehemiah in scripture. If you're unfamiliar, don't worry about it. But he was building a wall uh, to protect, you know, the city of Jerusalem. It was really important. It was a really significant thing not having a wall. And they kept asking him to come down. And his response was, I'm doing a great work. I cannot come down. I'm doing a great work. I cannot come down. Ultimately, he's saying, I will not be derailed unless God himself changes my direction. And we have to to have our inner compass uh, really function for us in that capacity of I I have clarity on where I'm going and why I'm going there. And unless it is truly significant, I I cannot step off this path. I refuse to step off this path. Right. So that's principle number one. Uh, know your inner compass. Principle number two is always count the cost. Always count the cost. I learned over the years that every yes is an automatic no to something else. I talked about this in one of my previous uh, episodes. In in essence, it's the concept is that if I said yes to uh, a coffee meeting today at two o'clock, for example, then whatever else comes up for me at today at two o'clock, unless I'm willing to cancel on that person, which I'm generally not willing to do if I make a commitment, but unless I'm willing to cancel, I have completely closed off myself from that opportunity, from any other opportunity that comes up today at two o'clock, the moment I say yes to that one meeting. Now, what that means for me is I need to make sure that I am okay with where I'm I'm giving my yes, the significance of my yes in doing that, where I'm, I'm investing my time, so to speak. We're going to talk about that in the next principle. But 
I need to be okay with that. I need to have clarity on what I'm saying yes to and what I'm saying no to. And a coffee meeting is, you know, feels insignificant, but that can easily turn into, you know, someone inviting you out for a weekend trip, you know, with uh, their coworkers for a a new business venture or or opportunity that they want to put in front of you. And saying yes to that opportunity closes you off from from any other opportunity that comes up uh, during that weekend, right? And so you have to think in these terms, like if I say yes to this, what am I saying no to? Before I give my yes and lock that in, what am I saying no to by saying yes to this opportunity, this person, this time? And then finally, uh, the third and final principle that helps me to filter what I say yes to and what I say no to is the principle of never undervaluing my time, right? So Never undervalue your time. And this may sound a bit dramatic, but understand that every second that you share with a person or on something, anything, is an investment for life. Now, really think about this. That's time that you cannot get back. You will not get back, right? You you can't earn that back. You can't buy it back. It's gone for good. Like that's time invested finally and completely. And like I said, it sounds a bit dramatic, but it really helps you to filter, well, is this the best use of my time? It doesn't matter how good of an opportunity, how good of a person is asking me, is this the best use of my time? Because this is something I cannot and will not get back. And so I want to make sure that wherever I, I invest myself, invest my time, invest, really, time is not money. Time is life, right? Money you can earn back and you can even triple, double it. However, time is life. Every time you spend time somewhere, you invest time somewhere, that's life given, right, that you can't get back. So make sure that where you invest your time is is clear. It's, it's important. It's something that you understand fully, because where you choose to invest your time is quite possibly uh, one of the most significant decisions that you make daily. Like, I mean, really, let that sink in. This is a decision you make daily. One of the most significant decisions. So never ever undervalue your time. It is extremely extremely valuable, right? So. You have to learn to prioritize your life or step aside while other people prioritize it for you. Now, the question for today is what is currently your biggest time waster that you are aware of? What is currently your biggest time waster that you are aware of? Uh, A lot of times we are aware of our biggest time wasters. Sometimes we're not. Sometimes we have no idea that something is wasting our time um, and, you know, we just kind of find out at a later time or in a different way. Like uh, the last podcast episode that I put out, I talked about complaining and how that really is one of the biggest time-wasting activities for a lot of people and they have no idea um, because it's it really isn't a conscious thing. You kind of do it subconsciously or without really knowing that you're doing it, but what's currently your biggest time wasting activity or your biggest time waster that you are aware of maybe it's social media you know maybe it is the typical uh 
I spend too much time on my phone, you know, browsing, not really getting anything done. Or, you know, I, I get lost in YouTube videos and next thing you know, it's two o'clock in the morning and I'm watching cat videos and I really should have finished that project by nine o'clock. But there was this one video led to another and led to another and here I am. Um, maybe it's a person, maybe it's just someone who constantly wants to hang out. They constantly want to do something and, uh, they find, you know, they find ways to guilt you into it to however you want to break that down. But ultimately maybe it's a person that's very possible. Uh, and what are you going to do about it? <laughs> you know, so once you figure out if you do know, or you're aware of your biggest time waster, what are you doing about it? Or what are you going to do about it? Uh, follow the link in the description of this episode to send me a message or leave a comment or something and let me know your response to this question. You can also send me an email if you want. My email will be in the description as well. Uh, and I'd love to hear back from you on what you have found to be your biggest time-wasting activity or your biggest time-waster. And if you already know, what are you going to do about it, right? Guys, that is it for today. Thanks so much for listening to The Pocket Potential. My goal, as always, is to help you to take a small step in the right direction. If you like and support this podcast, be sure to subscribe and leave us a positive review on whatever platform you watch or listen on. It is super, super helpful to us whenever you do that. You can also read the blog post version of this podcast. Um, I'll link to that in, in the show notes as well. Or you can just visit me at paulwcloswell.com forward slash blog and you'll find it there. Right? So always, always, always remember as usual that a small step in the right direction is a big deal. Until next time.